Welcome to Women of Substance. I believe that you'll really enjoy today's uh, interview. It's with a dear friend of mine, Cheryl Ingram, and she has been in ministry for many, many years. She uh, and her husband pastor a church in the Orlando area. The name of the church is Word of Faith Family Church. And uh, so they started very young in ministry. And of course, they're uh, just amazingly talented in music and songs. And uh, Steve, her husband, has played the piano for Kenneth Copeland Ministries. She's been a vocalist for Kenneth Copeland Ministries for years. And uh, they've been pastoring now 20 years total. So they have so much experience and also... Uh, some really powerful testimonies. So I encourage you to listen today. Uh, let this podcast minister to you. Let it, let Cheryl encourage you. And even with, um, the miracle birth of their child, I, I believe that, um, if any, uh, of you out there that, you know, maybe need prayer for, um, a miracle to have a child, um, you can receive today. Cheryl prays for, for uh, that miracle to take place in others' lives. And so uh, just receive and enjoy the podcast. Thank you. God bless you. Well, I want to welcome you to Women of Substance today. I'm so glad that you came and joined us and to, to listen. And uh, I've got a very special guest uh, some of you already know her, and she's not a stranger at all to all of us, but um, I'm so excited you're here. This is Cheryl Ingram. Welcome, Cheryl. <laughs> Thank you so much, Scarlett. I am so honored to be on your podcast. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate you so much. And uh, Cheryl has been an uh, acquaintance and friend of mine for years. I mean, yes. knowing each other since the early 80s. Yeah. <laughs> That's dating us, Scarlett. I, don't know. <laughs> I know. It is, but praise God, our your youth is renewed, right? Like the Eagles. Amen. <laughs> but um, Cheryl came to our church. I, I know it was between 1980 and 19, maybe 83, something around in there. And yes. uh, you know, her husband, Steve, and um, ministered in our church. And I just remember it. Like it was yesterday, it really marked me and impacted me. And um, I'm just thrilled that we've been able to uh, just be together throughout the years. And uh, David and I came over to their church not too long ago. Hi. And uh, we did the Wednesday Live with yes. you and with Steve. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about that? Well, it's a, a concept that the Lord gave me for this past year. We began it in 2021. And on Wednesday night, instead of just like a regular service, the Lord has had us do a live interview style, a format that we're used to for television ministry. You know, we've been doing this for so many years. And the Lord instructed us to bring in guest ministers and interview them and just let them tell their story. Yeah. And it has been phenomenal. I mean, of course, David was a special Wednesday live because we had our B3 organ right center stage. Yes. Instead of sitting on the white curvy couch, which is how I normally do my interviews, uh, uh, the other guy singer that sings on my praise team with me, he and I surrounded David and we, we just did all the old songs, let him play the yes. B3 and we harmonized with him and it was so fun. 
and the anointing was so strong and we just loved it. We loved everything about it. Uh, other guests that we've had, we've had Matt Staver with the Liberty Council and he's told us about some of the, the laws that Congress has been trying to pass that are really not good for believers and just warned us about them. And we had a time of intercessory prayer about that. I've had a gentleman on that was entrapped in homosexuality for years and years and years and how God delivered him. The 700 Club actually uh, told his story on one of their Easter programs. So I had a clip of that. And then he came on live and told his story. And just seeing people delivered by people telling their stories, their mm-hmm. testimony. Mm-hmm. So it's been a, a whole different experience, but we're enjoying it. Yes. Testimonies are so uh, powerful. Yes. And uh, we just enjoyed being there so much. David loves to play the organ. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it, was it was great. It was a great time with y'all. Um, so I think, you know, now we, we've transitioned some to podcast and television, yeah. uh, internet and, uh, reaching so many people through these right. avenues. So I'm so glad that y'all are doing that. And of course yes. you, like you said, y'all are familiar with television and, uh, let's go back, um, to your childhood a little bit. And, uh, right. your grandfather was a pastor. He was. He was a well-known uh, evangelist and pastor in the Church of God. Your husband, David Horton, and I grew up in the same denomination. And I knew of his family, of course. And uh, my grandfather, Ed Cox, was a prophecy teacher. He uh, hand-painted a very large prophecy chart. And he would do several weeks-long revivals where he'd go into a city It was not always in a church. Sometimes it was like in a city hall, a big auditorium at a city hall. And people would come from everywhere to hear my papa uh, teach from Genesis through Revelation. It would take him several weeks to go through the chart and just expound on the prophecies of the Bible. And people were so enthralled with his teaching on the rapture of the church. Oh, how he taught a pre-tribulation rapture of the church, which up until my grandfather and Phineas Dake and a couple of others began teaching that, it was not well known. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, Perry Stone uh, told my mother and me, we actually took the chart to Perry's ministry and laid it out for him, and he got to look at it and study it. And he, he told my mom, Miss Billy, you know, your dad was a pioneer in teaching pre-tribulation rapture of the church. Wow. Before uh, this, it was just not a known teaching. Yeah. But uh, my grandfather uh, taught it and, and served the Lord, and he pastored as well. And growing up in Detroit, which is where I grew up, my family's really both sides are from Kentucky. Oh. But I grew up in Detroit, and my grandfather was our pastor for a long, long time. And uh, he's in heaven now, yeah. and he passed his mantle to me before yeah. I was married. He actually told me that he believed Steve was my husband. And at that oh, time, no. we weren't even dating. Oh. And, you know, Steve was Baptist. <laughs> and so my papa said, you know, I like Steve Ingram. He is Baptist, but I like him. <laughs> <laughs> and so he actually prophesied us. 
And all these years later, we're in the ministry together, still serving God together, 48 years married. Wow, 48 years. Yeah. What a wonderful love story. (laughs) (laughs) And y'all have so much fun together. That's what I love. Yeah, we do. We do. Um, and we should, shouldn't we? We should have serving God together. Um, and so you grew up in Detroit and then, but now you didn't get saved till later in your life, right? Well, you know, growing up in the church of God, we couldn't do anything. (laughs) We weren't allowed to dance or do anything. So everybody in our church, uh, played an instrument or sang or both, you know. And music was very, very important in our lives. And, of course, it was for me, too. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up music in the church. And then at school, they discovered my talent. And once, uh, you know, my high school especially, junior high as well. But when they discovered my talent, you know, that was it. They They begged my mom and my dad to let me do things. Yeah. And slowly but surely, my mom allowed me to do certain things. And I got the bug for acting and musical theater, and that's what I wanted to do. And I got accepted at Michigan State University, and I went there as a theater major. And, of course, I backslid. I, you know, growing up in the church, you know, you you just serve God. And I got out uh, from under that, that covering, the anointing, and I backslid, and I was not living for the Lord. And... God did a miracle in my life. Uh, It was a summer semester because I wanted to work. I wanted to go to school straight through because my goal was to go to New York and audition and get into Broadway musicals and theater. And in the summer of that year, uh, my schedule was just falling apart. And I had a roommate. I just met her. I didn't know her. And turns out she was an old-time Pentecostal girl. No makeup, you know, the whole thing. And uh, I didn't want to let her know that I knew anything about that. (laughs) But I started asking her uh, one day, you know, talking to her about my schedule. It was falling apart and my parents are spending a lot of money for me to to be there enrolled in the summer semester. And and so she said, "Hmm, I'm going to have to spend some time praying about this for you. And I went, okay, whatever. So. Um, she told me, you know, you need to get this Bible and ask the Lord to show you what you're supposed to do. So I did, you know, for the, you know, long time. It had been a long time since I'd done this, but I got the Bible out, Scarlet. And I, I don't know what made me do this, but I closed the book like this and I opened it up and I would close my eyes and then point down and wherever my finger pointed. (laughs) I'd read the scripture and go, okay, whatever. Maybe God can speak to me this way. I don't know what prompted me to do this, but that's what I did. And I kept trying to thumb all the way over to the New Testament because I'm thinking, well, if Jesus is going to speak to me, he's in the New Testament. So he's going to have to speak to me there. And every time I opened it, it was in the Old Testament. I'm like... And so I kept doing it. And about the third time doing it, I actually cussed the Bible out. <laughs> what? <laughs> and, and I let it open and it opened to the book of Song of Solomon. Oh. And the words just jumped off the page. 
And the word said, rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. For lo, the winter is past, the rain is over and gone. Mm-hmm. And I mean, as a Pentecostal girl, I knew the presence of the Holy Spirit. And he just came into my room and enveloped me. And I just started weeping. Mm-hmm. And I felt his presence so strong. About that time, my roommate barges in the door. She said, hey, what's wrong? I said, here, read this. So she took it and she read it. She went, well, glory. (laughs) (laughs) And she went into our kitchen, our little kitchenette there, and she started making herself a sandwich. And I followed her in there. I said, what are you doing? She said, well, I don't need to fast for you anymore. You just got your answer. The Lord told you just to go home. The rain is over and gone. It's summertime. You're not supposed to be here. I went, oh. And as she's saying that to me, our phone in the room rings. And this is pre-cell phone, of course. The phone rings and it's my dad. And he said, honey, what's going on? I said, dad, my schedule is falling apart and I, I, I don't want to waste your money. He said, you pack your bags. I will be there in, in a few hours and come and get you. Oh, wow. And that was it. Mm. And so I went home and I believe it was a Sunday night service. You know how you'd have, uh, we'd have altar services where we just yeah. linger at the altar right, and yeah. seek the Lord and, and travail. That's what we called it. Yeah. And I was too embarrassed to actually go to the altar. So I knelt inside our church pew. And again, that same presence of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. enveloped me. And I said, Lord, I don't understand what's going on with my life. You know my desire for Broadway, musical theater. I want to do that. But I know you gave me this gift and I'll use it for you, whatever you tell me to do. Right. So. He led me to register for school in that fall to go to Lee University. Oh, wow. I went to Lee University and they didn't have my major. They didn't have a theater major at the time. So I just registered. I I guess music was my major. And I, I sang with the ladies of Lee. And about toward the end of that year, a guy came to Lee who was a speaker at our chapel service. And that guy was Steve Ingram. Oh, interesting. (laughs) At our chapel service. (laughs) And I didn't know him, but, you know, I just knew of him and this ministry he was working out of in Miami, Florida, called Surfside Challenge. Mm -hmm. And my roommate, my best friend, Daphne Swilling, and I, and she ended up singing with me in Alpenglow, our band, and with Kenneth Copeland Ministries later, she and I went to Miami just for the summer. It was going to be a summer excursion and to minister on the streets of Miami and to help with Steve Ingram's coffee house ministry. He had built a coffee house in Coconut Grove area of Miami. Mm-hmm. This is when is the, the height of the Jesus movement yeah. and kids dropping out and doing acid and all kinds of drugs and And we were helping him in that coffee house. And that formed our band, Alpenglow. Oh. That's how it all started. Yeah. Tell us about that band. 
Well, Alpen Glow was originally uh, Steve and Daphne and me, and we had various musicians come and go, and it started to grow, and musicians began to stick. And we would do local television programs and do cover tunes, you know, secular cover tunes, and every now and then they would allow us to do songs we wrote, which were Christian songs. Right. And this lady named Barbara Maharaj, who lived in West Palm Beach, Florida, she was on the board of directors of the Christian Broadcasting Network. And it was in its, not infant stages, but early days. With Ben Kinchlow and Pat Robertson. And they would do the telethons. And Barbara told Pat Robertson, you have to meet this group, Alpenglow, out of Miami, Florida. You have to see them. You have to know who they are. (laughs) Next thing I knew, we were getting invited to do a telethon up in Virginia Beach, Virginia. And at that time, Scarlett, you got to remember, we were radical musically. (laughs) I mean, radical. We had drum and guitar. And we didn't do like the hymns. We did very contemporary music, especially for the day. Yeah. And this I'm was thinking the 70s, right? Cheryl? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, mid to late seventies. And, um, we got up there and they had a, you know, a set for us to do this telephone. It wasn't a big studio back then. I can it was just small quarters. <laughs> and the producer came up to Steve and me and said, okay, Pat wants something when we go on air with you guys, he wants something really energetic and upbeat. And I'm like, no, you don't. You're a Christian <laughs> station. No. Uh, no, 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 you guys don't. <laughs> and so Steve and I looked at each other and I, I thought of a what we call an M.O.R. tune, middle of the road. It's kind of hand clappy, but not real radical. Yeah. So we, we chose to do that. And I'm looking behind the camera while we're playing and singing and Pat is behind the cameras dancing. <laughs> He's like, yeah, like this. I'm like, this is Christian TV. <laughs> and so after the song was over, the producer walked straight up to me. We're off camera. Then he said, Pat loved it. He loved it. And he says, can you do something more energetic next time? I went, yeah, we can do that. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we did. And then Pat Ministry, uh, formed Housetop Records, a record label, and they signed us to a contract. And we began to tour with Pat in different venues. And of course, we traveled in churches and auditoriums all over the country. Mm-hmm. And they had the studio in Virginia Beach and they also had a studio in Atlanta, Georgia. And so whenever we were in one of the two locations, the production crew would set up a stage, uh, a set for us, and they would have us come in and just do song after song after song. See, this is prior to MTV. (laughs) Really dating myself. And, And we would just do song after song. And they would drop those songs in whatever program oh, yeah, that they yeah. needed us to be in. And so, you know, Steve and I were on the road all the time back then. We traveled in a big old Continental Trailway Silver Eagle bus with our band. And 
we didn't even own a TV. <laughs> so I had no concept of the power of television. Yeah. None. And after we went to work for Brother Copeland, I can tell you the story of how that happened in a little bit. Yeah. But I, I walked in to the ministry the first day as an employee at Copeland Ministries. I walked in and this girl yells out from across the room, you're that girl in Alpenglow. And I went, how do you know that? She said, I watch you on television all the time. I went, oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, the power of television. I yeah. had no idea. Right. Oh, that's beautiful. Isn't it? Yeah. Just one step after another, how the Holy Spirit was leading you. Absolutely. It's interesting here, Cheryl, when you had a desire to do what, you know, what you wanted to do in your heart and yeah. really surrendered to the Lord and kind of gave that up. Right. Um, how God has moved just extraordinarily in your life. And I think that's such an important point because he doesn't ever ask us to give something up that he doesn't really multiply so much more into our lives. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I think, you know, people need to know that, especially young people, because they, you know, they are determined to do things. And I was as a young person, I knew exactly what I was going to do, you know, and, and the spirit of God (laughs) kind of same experience came on me and, and kind of led me in a wonderful direction. I'm so thankful, but you know, I could have said no and you could have said no. Right. And um, I just encourage you, if you're listening, you know, say yes to the Holy Spirit. You won't regret ever saying yes to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> no. Amen. He knows the end from the beginning. Yeah. See, he already knows how this thing is going to turn out. Right. And when we surrender our lives to him, our talents, our giftings, our desires, right. when we surrender that to the Lord, he just takes it and multiplies it. Yes. He multiplies it and puts you in places where you never dreamed you'd be and grants you with the favor of God, the blessing of the Lord. Proverbs 10, 22 says he makes rich and he adds no sorrow with it. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Absolutely correct. Wow. I love that scripture too. I guess I read that's your favorite scripture. Yeah. (laughs) It's one of them. It's a good one. So tell us how you then uh, got to working for uh, brother Kenneth Copeland. Oh, this is interesting, too. Um, a recording studio in Central Florida, Winter Haven, Auburndale area, uh, was using us to do some backup work, some music as as studio musicians in the studio. My husband was honing his craft as an arranger oh. and producer. And we were traveling back and forth from Miami to Central Florida, long treks, and we ended up moving to Central Florida. Kenneth Copeland's producer at the time, Daryl Glenn, was uh, staying in Winter Haven area, and he heard about the studio. He came in, met all of us, and, excuse me, he contracted my husband to arrange some songs for Brother Copeland on spec. We call it speculation, meaning that you're not going to get paid for this unless he uses these songs and it works out. Right. And of course we were hungry musicians <laughs> and, and we did it. And, uh, so Steve began arranging some songs. Um, it, it ended up being the project in his presence, that oh, album. 
which was nominated for a Grammy Award. Mm. And the songs, Only the Redeemed, I Cannot Be Defeated, uh, I Know My God Has Made a Way for Me, which is now the theme song for the, the Believer's Voice of Victory program. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, prior to that, I wrote the theme song for the Believer's Voice of Victory, which is You'll Never Be the Same Again. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Daryl contracted all of us to to record these songs, and my husband arranged them. That led to Brother Copeland inviting my husband to come and play for his live meetings. Oh, and it was a completely different band at the time, um, just uh, not really pro musicians, but good guys. And I, this is interesting. Uh, Pastor George Pearsons actually played keyboards. <laughs> he did. Man, yeah. <laughs> and so they hired uh, my husband to not only be an arranger for Brother Copeland in the studio, but to also put the Kenneth Copeland band together and hire professional musicians who were born again, spirit filled people. Mm. And my husband actually put all of that together and, and then you'll recognize he is Jehovah, that song. And we did many, many songs and it, you know, Scarlett to this day, it's such a blessing to know that we had a part in establishing the ministry of excellence that is still ongoing with Brother Copeland's ministry today. Oh, I know. Wonderful, wonderful ministry. And you had, uh, you know, we've talked, um, in fact, David and you were talking about Church of God and how they just are so excellent in ministry and uh, in music, you know, especially yeah. music. And, Absolutely. Uh, it's wonderful that, um, you know, you had that opportunity to uh, establish, like you said, such excellence in Brother Copeland's music ministry. And David, of course, with Brother Hagen, the same kind of thing, had such a, um, a part in pioneering, you know, uh, uh, face creation and then Raymond Singers and band later. So um, it's just interesting how God uses, you, you know, vessels. And people with the, such a tremendous background and foundation, um, you know, like y'all had. Yeah. And I love that. I, th- I think it's just, it's so fascinating to hear the background stories yeah. uh, that you have. Um, and it really ministers, you know, it really ministers to a lot of people. Um, now, tell, can you tell us some things about Brother Copeland that you enjoyed being there with his team or singing oh. or playing? Or I know there's probably a tremendous amount of stories, but. Well, you know, we didn't have the opportunity to go to Rama. Uh, our Bible school was off stage with Brother Copeland. <laughs> That's a we, good one. A real good one. <laughs> uh, we spent 12 years full time traveling with Brother Copeland and then moved to back to, to Florida. And Steve continued to travel with him for a period of time. And then we began to pastor here. Um, but, you know, uh, Scarlett, we would uh, rehearse with Brother Copeland and, and learn all these songs. And it was a developmental process. You know, it, it wasn't like big time we're on the stage. It, it, it happened in increments. Mm-hmm. And um, we would go and minister with Brother Copeland. And, you know, we're just learning the word of faith message back then. Yeah. 
I mean, we were spirit-filled people. We loved Jesus. And we were evangelists, and we saw many, many people come to Christ, especially young people, because our band was geared toward young people. But we didn't know about our authority as believers. We didn't know the power of our tongue, how to speak those things that you desire to come to pass. Yeah. And, I mean, we were living it in the negative, and we didn't know it. (laughs) And. Brother Copeland began, began to just teach faith, teach faith and teach victory and teach prosperity. And we would, after we were done, uh, on stage, go off stage. Steve and I would get out our Bibles and our notebooks. And I took voracious notes. Both of us just took uh, notes mm-hmm. and just listen to Brother Copeland. And you know, in the early days back then, we did everything. Right. Uh, we, we worked the book tables. We helped with the offering sometimes and Willie George did the, the kids ministry. So Willie would have Steve and me come over and we'd do music for the kids. Oh, wow. <laughs> healing ministry for the kids and get done with that and then go back and be there back in time to go up on stage and sing How Great Thou Art with Brother Copeland. <laughs> <laughs> and we did it all in hose and stilettos too. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> we didn't get to wear trousers and pantsuits back then. We were dressed to the nines. <laughs> yep. Oh, I love that. We had a lot of energy. Praise God. <laughs> and you know, we were just kids back then, Scarlett. Yeah. I-, I look back on it now. We thought we were fully capable and competent mm-hmm. to be doing what we were doing. We didn't give it a second thought. But I look back on it now and go, oh, my gosh, I was 26 years old. Right. I right. was a kid. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. We were just, we were so young. Yeah. But we didn't know it then. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just so interesting how when the Spirit of God graces you with things. Yes. Uh, that you don't really pay attention to age too much. Uh, now, I know when we started pastoring, I was 21. but um you know, different ones would say, you're too young. And that's a, that would be that it wouldn't even cross my mind until they would say that. Right. Right. Just went for it. We just thought, you know, we're called to ministry. We're going, as they say, hold hog, whole hog. (laughs) And, um, and yeah, it was just such a time then. But again, if you're listening, I want to encourage you. You're never too young to do things for God. And, And another little, a uh, caveat is you're never too old either. You know, Amen. we don't need to think that uh, God doesn't use old people because the Bible is full of old people being used by God. Amen. Amen. So we got a, we got a bright future, Cheryl, with lots of ministry ahead. <laughs> That's right. And quit is not an option. No. Retirement is not an option. No. That's I mean, sad. Steve and I, you know, we don't even think about that. We, mm. We love what we do. We love pastoring. Uh, the people are precious. Uh, Steve says you can tell a pastor because he smells like sheep. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> they get on you. They yeah. really do. Yeah. And, and we love the people. I wanted to share one more thing with you about what God did for us at Copeland Ministries. Yeah. You know, we, we learned by watching, observing, and of course, listening and hearing the word preached, because faith comes by the hearing of the word. Mm-hmm. 
but seeing other people live it. We've watched Ken and Gloria live the life of faith. Yeah. And shortly after we got there, I got very sick. Mm. And Steve, of course, is flying on the private plane with the prophet. Yeah. <laughs> and at that time, I was not traveling and not singing with Brother Copeland. And I was very, very sick. Mm. And I didn't know what was wrong. Uh, found a doctor. And it was verified by three different doctors. I had very serious complications. They wanted to do surgery on me, which would have involved a hysterectomy. Mm-hmm. And I would not have been able to have children. And we discovered that I could not be pregnant for multiple reasons mm-hmm. without going into all those medical details. And uh, they wanted to schedule surgery with this specialist that I had gone to. And I went back to the office at Copeland Ministries. And back then there was like maybe 40 total employees. Yeah. And I walked in and the women saw me and I just burst into tears. They said, what's wrong? I told them what the doctor had said. And this one lady who worked in the mailroom, she said, Cheryl, there's a doctor who goes to my church. He's assemblies of God. He's spirit filled and he believes in healing. He's not taking new patients, but I'm going to call him. I'm going to see if I can get you in. And she did, and I saw him the next day, and he confirmed what was said, but he said, I know that you're believing God to heal you, Yeah. so I'm going to work with you. And he did, and I did end up having a surgery, not a hysterectomy, but a surgery, and the miracle, all the tumors that were all inside my uterus, when he went in, Scarlett, they were gone. Oh, my. They were completely gone. And he worked with Steve and me, and we went on very experimental drugs at the time, fertility drugs at the time. And we had to sign all these papers that said we could have multiple births. And we were okay with that because, you know, we were believing God for a miracle. They told me it might not work at all, and it might take years. and. You know, they didn't give me much hope, but in the second month, because we learned to use the word, to speak the word only and believe God for the healing power of the Lord to heal me. Right. In the second month, I got pregnant and it was a miracle. When they found out I was pregnant at the doctor's office, all the nurses in the doctor, they were all dancing all over the place. (laughs) Everybody was excited. And I got pregnant, and it turned out to be just one, our son, Steve, our miracle child. He was born December 23rd, and we went home on Christmas Day. Oh, how wonderful. And he is a blessing to his mom and dad and to the body of Christ. He loves the Lord with all his heart and is serving God today. So miracles still happen. Yes, that's especially right. at Christmas time. <laughs> oh, no, that's right. Absolutely. Um, what a, and you know, I feel like we should pray in a minute. I hope you'll pray yeah. um, for yeah. ones listening. Cause you know, there's, uh, others that might be out there that are, uh, want to, to have a child in that same, same yes. sort of situation. And, um, I know that we've seen many people blessed with a child that doctors said, you know, you won't be able to have one. So mm-hmm. praise God. We'll do that in just a moment. 
Um, but I want to I want you to tell us a little bit about your church and what you're doing right now and how people can get in touch with you. You just sent me a song that you wrote and yes. uh, and just uh, recorded and and some people might want to get a CD or however, you know, tell us about your church and how to get your music. Okay. Uh, yes, we pastored for years, you know, in Daytona Beach. And we felt impressed of the Lord that he was sending us to the Orlando area. Mm-hmm. And eight years ago, we were invited by Pastor Rosella Ridings. She and her husband, Howard, who's originally from New Zealand. Yeah. And Rosella is Joy Strang's sister. Steve and Joy Strang have Charisma Media and uh, Charisma Magazine. Uh-huh. Uh, Howard decided to leave here and go to heaven. Yeah. And Rosella said too early. And she didn't want to pastor the church by herself. And the church went through a series of pastors. And so she asked us if we would consider taking the remnant of the church. And we did. And moved here eight years ago and transitioned out of Daytona into Orlando. It was a process. And we still have people that come all the way from Daytona, Ormond Beach, to be here with us. Wonderful. And we pastor now. It's um, Our our, uh, website is woffc.tv. Okay. And we encourage you to go to that link and find out all about our church. Yeah. And my husband and I were just talking. I, I'm just now finishing a brand new project of songs that the Lord has given me. And, uh, you'll be able to download those from, um, I think it's Spotify. Good. Uh, he's going to be putting all the old songs I've recorded through the years, everything, plus all the new ones. And you'll be able to find the link to that there. Oh, that's wonderful. And our church is great. Yes, I mean, it is. We're in Altamont <laughs> Springs. I mean, we're a very media savvy church, you know, because of course this is our background, television ministry. And with live streaming now and all the social media platforms, like you said before, we're reaching so many more people with the yes. gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes, it's wonderful. We love your church. Yeah. And, um, and your husband is so very talented also. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I just love to hear him play and he's has a great sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> just so much joy. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. On y'all and, uh, anyone that needs a church, um, it's called Word of Faith Family Church Orlando. Right. And, uh, I highly recommend it. And so go uh, check y'all have Sunday morning and Wednesday night. We do. And beginning in January. We are going back to pre-pandemic schedule. We're going to two Sunday morning services. Oh, good. First service will be at 945. It's a Bible teaching service with Mm -hmm. our associate pastor, Andrew Mowbray. And he'll be teaching good practical Bible lessons for a half hour. And then we do pre-service prayer. And then we begin our celebration service, second service at 1030. Wonderful. Well, that sounds good. Great option there. Yeah. For uh, people who might want to get out a little early or maybe stay the whole time. Who knows? Yeah, that's right. Great. Well, good. All right. Well, Cheryl, will you pray before we go? And again, thank you, thank you so much for being with me today. It's been uh, very inspiring. 
You're adorable. I love you. And I love your husband, David. Your <laughs> blessings to the body of Christ. And we just pray great success and prosperity for this podcast it, because it is reaching people. Well, thank Amen. you. Amen. Amen. Well, Lord, I pray right now, being led of the Holy Spirit, especially for some young lady or many that may be desirous of having a child and the doctors have not given them hope or perhaps they've just tried and tried and nothing's happened. I speak the anointing for miracle pregnancy, miracle birth, miracle delivery into your life now in Jesus name. Yes. Lord, I thank you that you will plant the seed of their husband into this woman and it will impregnate her and yes. that seed will grow and she delivers godly seed into the that's earth. Right. Cuz yes. that's your will for us, Lord, that's for right. us to propagate to yes. bring forth children into the earth that will serve you. Yeah. Yes, Lord. And I pray for others that may need healing in your body right now. Whatever that illness may be, whatever the diagnosis, I curse anything, anything that is demonic in nature, evil in nature, and goes against the healing power of God. Jesus is the name that's above every name. So I speak the name of Jesus, Yahshua Mashiach, Jesus Christ. Over your body, I say that your body is the whole, completely restored in Jesus' name. Yes. Amen. Amen. In Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. Praise God. Well, if you, um, you know, uh, have a testimony of uh, that prayer and helping you and, and just even a testimony of getting pregnant after this podcast, let us know. <laughs> We yeah. can just give your testimony uh, on here because I'm telling you, the miracle working power of God is wonderful and yes. does the impossible. Right, Cheryl? All the time. Yeah. He never fails. He never fails. Praise God. Well, thank you again. And tell Steve hello for us. And we'll We'll be talking soon. God bless you. Same to you. Love you. Love you too. Well, just let that inspire you, the uh, word of God and the testimony. And just um, remember that uh, God uses us um, in in such powerful ways, but he, he'll start us out with just uh, so, uh, so steps of um, instruction and um, maybe just uh, some uh you know, impression, uh, sometimes it's just an impression that we, you know, like Cheryl said, we don't need to be in that college. We need to be, uh, back home in a, in a Bible school or we, you know, uh, we need to be going to our local church and not skipping out or, you know, he'll, he'll lead you by steps. The Bible says a, a steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. And, uh, don't, don't ignore those steps or think that they're not significant or important. Because those steps can lead you into just some powerful places in Christ, just like it has the Ingrams. And so uh, be blessed by this. Tell other people about the podcast, Women of Substance. And until next time, God bless you richly in all things.
Well, thank you for tuning in today to uh, this podcast. We have another one coming up. In fact, it's every other week, the first and third Friday. Hopefully this has spoken to you. If you would like to, we have a magazine. It's called Grace and Faith Journal, and it comes out once a quarter, and we'd love to send that to you. It has interesting articles, and then it tells what we're doing at Horton Ministries International to help people and to minister people around the world. If you want to email us at office at scarlethorton.com, then you can uh, give us your address. We can send you our Grace and Faith magazine. And if you're in Tampa, Florida, come see us at Grace Harvest Church. We passed our local church here. Uh, but we mainly want to pray for you uh, and encourage you. So, uh, again, if you need prayer, email us for prayer. We'd love to do that. And uh, tune in next time. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.